Welcome back, boys and girls. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. We are now the Daily Dose podcast. I know it's kind of strange that I keep changing, but it's been on my mind to rebrand for a while. I did mention it, I think, in one of these uh, prior episodes. I've been gone for about two weeks dealing with uh, tax return and um, going through that process, as I'm sure many of you have as well. Uh, Through this period of time, as uh, I've dealt with that, I've also resubmitted paperwork to the state and to the federal government and just started rebranding. So uh, the store's name will change to Daily Dose. Uh, The website will change. All my social accounts will uh, reflect this change as well. Some of them uh, may not be as easy to do, like Twitter doesn't let me change the at name Um, for whatever reason. It really sucks, but it is what it is. Um, at this point, I can't really, I can't really close that account down and start over again. So it's been 10 years. I've been with the same name and I have finally found a name that I think I want to stick with for a long time. And it kind of fits with what it is I do and what I, um, what I really like doing. I've been involved with plant-based solutions for about a decade. Um, and in those 10 years, I have found myself more and more drawn to the the, the plant-based stuff, the nootropics, the, uh, the kratom, the CBD, all these things. So it's been quite uh, an experience and it's been really, really rewarding too uh, to just help as many people as I have over the years uh, discover ways to deal with their um, pain, manage their anxieties, stress levels, sleep, all of it. And, um, I feel like it's a great way to transition and finally call myself something or call my company something that uh, reflects this. Uh, So yeah, for better or for worse, I can't promise that it's going to be daily podcasts, uh, but uh, I'll try. Uh, I'll still do at least two or three a week uh, and more if possible. The content will virtually remain the same, I think. Uh, we'll still cover news. We'll talk about more plants that are known and plants that are unknown that may be effective for certain use cases. Um, and uh, from there, I'll continue experimenting as well. So thanks for bearing with me as I go through this change. Uh, change is good. I always welcome it. So it's quite a hurdle as many things need to inevitably get revised So as you can see at the bottom right-hand corner, that's the new logo I'm going with. Anyways, today's episode is going to cover uh, some of the Kratom feed, kind of catching up to what I've missed out on the past two weeks, some of the cannabis feed, um, also catching up on what I've missed, and uh, an email that I received recently from the state of California that had me incredibly disappointed, uh, a bit frustrated, and we'll talk about that too. So let me share the screen and let's begin. So over the past couple of weeks, not I don't see much uh, in terms of Kratom. So Ohio is moving to regulate Kratom, says, but some say it's dangerous. Mississippi passed that bill to ban Kratom. That was four weeks ago. I have not heard any updates on this. I'm still waiting to hear more. Um, it, is, uh, it is in the next stages. So the Mississippi House passed it. It has one more department that it needs to go through. Uh, and then finally, Wisconsin lawmakers abandoned legalizing Kratom, which was really disappointing. I believe Wisconsin does have Kratom banned. Let's see what's going on here. So 
I was reading the article before I started the video. Assembly lawmakers abandoned vote on bill legalizing the uh, supplement Kratom. The objections come from police and doctors. Assembly lawmakers on Wednesday abandoned a scheduled vote on the bill. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, who supports the legislation, said Wednesday he didn't agree with their concerns. When he says they, he's talking about the doctors and uh, law enforcement. He did acknowledge that it was in limbo and may not have enough votes to pass anyways. Under the legislation, Kratom would have no longer been considered a controlled substance in Wisconsin, one of few states that bans the product. Well, let's see. We have one individual here who makes a strong claim. He is a medical doctor and president of the Wisconsin Society of Addiction Medicine. He did um, include his concerns during the uh, legislative process. He told lawmakers, Kratom is neither safe nor effective to help curb opioid addiction in a letter. There you have it. I was curious as to why they had uh, completely abandoned it. It turns out um, there wasn't a whole lot of details about it as I read the article, but it turns out it's just because the fact that law, uh, the lawmakers uh, took in a lot of the opinion of law enforcement and uh, the medical professionals within their state, as well as I guess they consider the fact that there may not have been enough votes to legalize it uh, within their state. So it, it remains banned to this, uh, to this day. Who knows if that'll change, but I do have a, a couple of things to say about this. Law enforcement shouldn't have any jurisdiction over how Kratom should be regulated within a state. I have not met a single person who uses Kratom that goes and commits crimes, violent crimes at that. Um, if we go back 20, 30 years ago, cannabis experienced something very similar. I mean, for damn near a century. Um, the people who were mostly imprisoned in very, very high volumes, very high numbers, and those numbers are coming out today, were cannabis users, distributors, um, possession, things of that nature relating to cannabis. And remember when they said cannabis was very, very dangerous, right? Um, we're repeating that same mistake with, can uh, with uh, Kratom. It's really asinine that um, such a thing is even occurring. Law enforcement has no business... Um, sharing their opinion on such a topic. Their sole existence is based on public safety. Now, some would say the question becomes, well, Kratom poses issues for public safety. There's not enough evidence for that. There is plenty of evidence that, uh, is, that it is helping people more than um, they would like to admit. And most certainly, it's helping more people than it's harming. The reality is um, the law enforcement may or may not really even understand the plant as a whole. I mean, shit. The president of that organization for addiction medicine is saying it's neither safe nor effective for any of the things that people are claiming. Again, people in the millions who are claiming. Um, I question whether or not he's done enough research on the plant. There should be plenty out there. And with his position of uh, 
within uh, the organization, he should most certainly have plenty of access to that data. So why is he having the, the, the stance that he's having? Um, very similarly to law enforcement, I don't think either of them within the state of Wisconsin have enough data to be able to make such a suggestion. So what do you guys think? If you live in Wisconsin, my heart goes out to you. I'm sorry that uh, you know, your state lawmakers and your, your law enforcement just doesn't recognize um, the usefulness of this plant. So moving on, cannabis news next. Let's see what the feed says. Gosh, I've been gone for two weeks. Look at all of this. 132 million results. Biden admin to applicants. Maybe you don't have to invest in weed companies. I'm curious about this one. I want to read about it. Why does Biden, Biden even um, speaking about uh, investments in cannabis? Green Bay moves to no longer fine people for cannabis possession. Finally, that, was, that happened today. Smokable cannabis now for sale in Minnesota two days ago. Uh, the impact on illegal grows on the cannabis market. As we all know, it is a problem. This one we'll dive into lawmakers cracking down on cannabis compound due to uh, safety concerns, Delta 8 specifically. So what are they saying here? Uh, As Virginia puts recreational cannabis sales on hold, lawmakers are cracking down on other widely sold substances that causes safety concerns. Delta 8 is a compound derived from hemp. Despite the legalization of limited cannabis possession last year, it remains illegal to sell cannabis outside of dispensaries. Lawmakers say Delta 8 is in gas stations, specialty stores across the state due to loopholes in the law. One shop is reportedly owned by a state senator. My goodness. Dr. Michelle Peace, associate professor for forensic science, uh, said there are tons of unsafe products being marketed as Delta 8. I mean, based on what what data point? Uh, We know what, okay, you cannot trust the label. It can also contain all uh, all of these other chemicals like solvents and acids that would be dangerous for the consumers to take. Delta-8 products are not quality tested. A lack of regulation and enforcement has allowed the problem to persist. You're trusting the shop who um, manufactures the product to tell you what is in the product. Well, then, I can say this is that um, all cannabis-related products, all CBD-related products, all of these come out of uh, facilities. Nobody's making this shit in their backyards or their bathtubs. Let's get that. Let's get that one fact straight right now. Today, if you wanted to create a CBD brand, it's very easy to do so. If you wanted to create a Delta Eight brand, it's very easy to do so, and you would not have to do it in your own backyard. You would approach a certified facility, a certified hemp farm that's protected under the uh, Farm Bill of 2018. Um, I don't know who wrote this article. And how much they know about the situation, uh, regardless of what um, the state of Virginia thinks about Delta Eight, it is hemp derived. Do you remember the video and podcast I did relating to Delta Eight and the DEA uh, when Texas was trying to ban Delta Eight? What did uh, and um, the lawmakers of Texas were reaching out to the um, DEA? DEA straight out said, "Nope, Delta Eight is a a." product that's derived from hemp and hemp is protected under the 2018 farm bill. We're not touching it. We're not going to waste our time with it. It's legal. That's it. So um, knowing that it's legal and for the most part, 
um, widely available everywhere. Why, you know, why make the claim that it's unsafe? I mean, shit. Reportedly that a state senator owns one of these specialty shops in Virginia. I don't know if you would call that a conflict of interest or, or whatever, but the bottom line is that these are safe. They're very safe. Just don't buy them off the street or anywhere else. I mean, just like what we've seen in the past with um, um, THC cartridges, people just buying this shit off the streets because it's cheaper. Well, yeah, that had unintended consequences like people ending up in the hospital, lung problems. Um, nobody died, thankfully. Um, but yeah, there was health complications. But that was relating to vitamin E acetate. And even that article was poorly written. Um, and only at the end of the article was it mentioned the real reason why this was happening. Many people stopped vaping after just reading the headline. Nobody dove into the article to realize that um, it was just clickbait. So even in this instance, I think it's just clickbait. Uh, Delta 8 isn't dangerous. Just buy them from reputable companies. You'll be fine. Like most of these brands aren't made in some random place. There are facilities, certified ones, FDA certified with clean rooms, with procedures. So whatever. What do you guys think about this one? Last up is the email I was telling you about. As you can see here, the state of California sent me this. And I'm going to read it to you so you don't have to read it yourself. So it is California Department of Tax and Fee Administration special notice, new tax and reporting requirements for retailers of electronic cigarettes containing or sold with nicotine. Beginning July 1st of this year, retailers are required to collect from purchasers at the time of sale a 12.5% California electronic cigarette excise tax on the retail selling, selling price of that product containing or sold with nicotine. Retailers are required to collect the tax electronically, file a return, and pay the tax to the uh, agency. Furthermore, it doesn't stop there. They require us to create new permits for the love of God. New permits. I have already three or four permits just relating to uh, tobacco. I just... And all of them just seem meaningless on, on, uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, the face value. One, one permit, one license should suffice for these things. But it's just another way for the state to extort us for more money, being we're small businesses. Uh, and of course, there's large ones too. Multi-chain smoke shops and vape shops that will have to register, cre- um, apply for these new permits, and then start collecting 12.5%. Um, per uh, per sale on vapes that contain nicotine. So I guess these are just uh, disposables. It's really stupid. Um, I guess this is what we get for all the free money we printed and handed out to everybody because now they want it all back in some manner. Um, very frustrating for me to see um, notifications like this. So to give you an idea, Los Angeles County, 10% sales tax. That's Let's say a $20 item is now $22. You add another 12.5%, you're looking at about $24, $25 for the same item. You're paying $3 more for the same item. That's the tax that's being imposed. So what do we do? I don't know. But for all you California residents, I apologize in advance for bringing you such, such bad news. But it's part of the job is to keep you informed. 
Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll catch you guys later this week or sometime next week. Of course, leave your comments down below about any thoughts you might have about the things I've mentioned today for whatever it's worth and have a fantastic weekend. <laughs>